the Lord gave the word and great was the company of them that published it so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God welcome to the know your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. book of Galatians chapter 3 and I want you to key in on verse 1 Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1 on page 1266 in a good Bible Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1 if you have it say I have it all right, and the rest of y'all hurry up. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1, the Bible states, as Paul writes to the churches of Galatia, in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1, Paul says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been openly set forth, crucified among you, bewitched. Bewitched is what I want to talk about. Because in days like these, a whole lot of God's people are losing it. And to add insult to injury, these false teachers and people saying bad things against God's church and God's ministers that have not let up. Bewitched, Paul says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who, who doed your mind? Who did you allow into your head to cause you to doubt not only your salvation, but your church attendance. Who bewitch you? There's a whole lot of people that have left these doors and have not returned. My heart grieves for them because they left a good place. But it all depends in days like these on what a person's priorities are. Some of you love God and you love reading the Bible and you love Bible study and you love your brothers and your sisters in the body of Christ. And, and you're good to go in everything and anything that you can do to help your church to be a stronger church. That's what you do. That's what you do. So it's not all bad. But who wants an apple with a worm's head sticking up out the middle of it? The worm spoils the apple. Who bewitched you? You're acting so foolish and you're playing so loosely with God's word. And some of you have taken the position 
that people around you that are in your inner circle can think or believe however they want to think or believe about this gospel and you all can still be tight friends. The Bible doesn't see it that way. To be bewitched means who has torn up the road in front of you so as to impede your travel, that have messed with your mind. You know, some of you all were happy until you met so-and-so. So to be bewitched is to have the road in front of you torn up, where it used to be smooth sailing, and now the concrete is all torn up, just like they do on Interstate 20 whenever they get ready to, and they divert the traffic into a whole other direction because somebody out there is tearing up the highway. In a torn up highway, I don't care, you can be in a Bentley. You're not going to have smooth travel. So when we talk about bewitched, we're talking about those that come against the gospel of Jesus Christ for the justification of the saints. I really don't know any other way to deal with life and to deal with people than to deal with them according to scripture. Because Anyone that is in your life right now that you know, I guarantee you that there is a scripture that can define and describe them. Man, I've been here long enough until I've seen people. They just praise the Lord. They just, they just all into Sunday school and, and it's all love. I love your pastor and I ain't going nowhere. And they say all this stuff while they got their suitcase in the trunk of the car. Yeah. So I've gotten to this place where I really hear some people and I don't hear them. Because it's better for me to not hear some people. Because it may cause me to think in doubt and may throw me off my game. Basically, that's what people want to do. If you're committed to the Lord and committed to your local church and committed to your family, people don't like that. They want you to be all confused and all turned around so that they can become your God and tell you where to go, with whom to go, and what to do. Who has bewitched you? Paul had gone into Galatia and had preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Galatians, which were a bunch of plural churches, churches in the area, this is the only... Uh, plural epistle that Paul wrote to the churches of Galatia when he wrote to Corinthians to the church at Corinth to the church at Colossae but to the Galatian churches there was a cacotomy of churches and Paul had gone and preached the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and these people Paul had openly set before them Jesus Christ and him crucified and they had accepted Jesus and accepted Paul's preaching but then behind Paul's preaching came some Judaizers. Now in those days, Judaizers were those that came after Paul had preached the grace of God. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, and not of works, lest any man should boast. And they had accepted Jesus as he had been set before them, openly crucified buried and raised again and those Galatians began to say Paul I'm in on that count me in I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and then
here come the Judaizers. I want you to turn in Galatians chapter 1. And commencing at verse 6. You know in days like these and talking about Judaizers and false teachers. It's sometimes difficult to identify who these people are. Because I don't know the last time you saw a Judaizer. Huh? <laughs> I don't know the last time that you went shopping or on vacation with a Galatian. But these things are written for our admonition. These things are written for our understanding. And it takes breaking it down. What God meant when he said what he said and what is written. So that we might come to that place to understand that the Bible is still vibrant. It is still alive. Because it's a living word. It is God's word. This is not a magazine. Everything we need is in the word. Can I get a witness at the church? I know I can't hear you because you got your mask on. But could you, could you kind of go beyond that and say amen? amen? That sounds more better. Sounds more better. Tell your neighbor, watch your company. Yeah, watch your company now. In Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6, listen to what Paul says. He says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Say, saved by grace. There's no other way that God can save you. You can't work to get it done. So it is grace extended to a bunch of people that don't deserve it. But God did it because of his love for you and because of his love for us. He sent the Holy Spirit and we accepted Jesus and we were baptized by the Spirit of God into the body of Christ. Can you say thank you, Jesus? So Paul says, I marvel, you're blowing my mind, that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ, unto another gospel, which is not another, but there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And as we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed or let him be damned or let him go to hell. Now this gospel of Jesus Christ is plain and simple. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. You cannot be saved if you are not a sinner. Let me say that again. You cannot be saved if you are not a sinner. Because Christ died for our sins. We were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And when God stepped back and looked at it, he said, there's no way that I'm going to save sinners unless and until I extend my grace to them. Paul says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you that you have gone in a whole nother direction and now your ear is turned away from the truth of that gospel. Let me see if it can come around like this. The simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ 
is what saves men. When they hear this word that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and the third day God raised him up from the dead and he's alive and is extending grace unto you for you to be saved and you accepted that grace and you called on Jesus and then God saved or redeemed you and now you have turned to another gospel. If you turn away from this gospel, there is no salvation for you. If you turn away from this word, there's no word to redeem you. Because either you say by the grace of God, which we don't deserve, or we'll say by keeping the law, which nobody could do it. Paul says, Peter says, we couldn't keep it and our fathers couldn't keep it. Well, if they couldn't keep it, how in the world are we going to keep it? You think by not eating a pork chop, you're going to be saved? Are you so foolish to believe that? But yet I have talked to some people. As a matter of fact, my mind goes to a young man that used to be a member here in this church. And he turned away from the Lord. After all those years, he turned away from Christ. See, this stuff is real. So when he turned away from Christ, he turned to the black Hebrew Israelites who claimed to... Uh, that Negroes are from a certain one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Now the last time I checked, I have not met anybody from Gad, Judah, Benjamin. Man, you're a Gentile. Your mama was a Gentile. Your daddy was a Gentile. Your grandpapa was a Gentile. So what God did is he extended his grace. I'm glad I caught a hold to that grace that God extended to me. Other than that, there's no way that I could be saved. And that foolish young man who allowed somebody to bewitch him told me that he does not believe anything in the New Testament and that the New Testament is not vibrant. It's only the Old Testament that he listens to and that he reads. And so I had been missing him before I had heard that he was a black Hebrew Israelite, so I called him. And in my calling him, the conversation unfolded that he was a black Hebrew Israelite. And I said, man, you gotta be a fool to turn away from Jesus Christ who extended to you the grace of God and you're going to turn away from him, there's no other place you can go. There is no other redemption. There's no salvation in any other other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I didn't know the young man had me on speakerphone. Uh-uh, didn't know that. But you're talking about somebody that got pissed off. When I found out that I was on speakerphone. Not that I had anything to hide. But it's a, it's a matter of being edited. It's, it's a matter of, of, of being right about it. So when I found out that he had me on speakerphone. He also introduced me to his mentor. So the mentor got on the phone. And I said to the mentor. So you are the one that is leading this young man into believing that he's a black Hebrew Israelite. He said, well, I believe it. I said, you're a fool too. 
I say you're a fool talking to a fool. Because if you don't set your heart for the defense of the gospel and you let people get away with all that stuff, talking all that noise in your head, and you don't say anything because you don't want to cause confusion, they're already confused. I told both of them, y'all going to hell. And you're going into the lake of fire. And then the young man told me that he didn't believe that Jesus Christ ever came to this planet and that he doesn't exist. I had enough. It was time to go. Paul says, I marvel that you are so soon removed. You have to put the gospel in the middle of your life. And you have to speak from the vantage point of having redemption. And the whole world needs to be born again. So Paul's argument here is how does a man become righteous in the sight of God when he is born a sinner? He become righteous or justified in the sight of God by receiving the grace of God, which is a person. See, the law came by Moses, was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Don't you be bewitched. Don't you let nobody break up the road in front of you. So that it impedes your ability to travel and your ability to get on to where God has called you to. You have to stand in the strength of this word. If your mama is talking noise and you can't convince her, then it's just time, you know, to move on. If your brother doesn't believe it and you've labored with him and he still want to be a black Hebrew Israelite, you have to let him go. It doesn't mean that you don't love him. It does not mean that you don't pray for him. But two, how can they walk together except they be agreed? The true test of where you are as a Christian is how firm you put your feet down on the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Paul says, though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we are preached, then let them be accursed. Let them go to hell. Paul in another place says that God abided faithful. He cannot deny himself. Man, when you think about being saved by grace, grace extended, and how you can never be lost. God wants to use our lives as a light and as a witness to a world that is dead in trespasses and dead in sin. None of God's children ought to ever be confused about who your savior is or where you were when he found you I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know where you was cause when the Lord found you but I know where I was I was lost outdoors and undone I was without God in the world and I was a night clubber but I found in him a resting place. And he has made me glad. Am I the only one? He has made me glad. Second Peter. Going back over yonder. Second Peter chapter 2. Go to your right. Second Peter chapter 2. And I need to read into your hearing verses 1 through 5. 2 Peter 
chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Don't be bewitched. If you're the only one standing, make sure you're the only one standing. In 2 Peter chapter 2, do you have it? All right, I'm reading verses 1 through 5. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who secretly shall bring in destructive hearses, even denying the Lord that brought them. That doesn't say that. That bought them. So these false teachers don't have no <coughs> affinity or affection for the blood of Jesus. We've been bought with a price. We have been bought with the precious blood of the crucified one. I like that. I like that. And, and you got to hold on to that truth and build your life on it. He says in verse 1 again, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who secretly shall bring in destructive hearses, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many, somebody say many, many. and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. That's what the conversation was about. They were evilly speaking of the truth. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I don't need no other Savior. I don't need nobody else to save me. I'm already saved. I got the only Savior anywhere in the universe. But these false teachers will come in secretly. You have to watch your Sunday school class too. Because they'll bring another doctrine in 